Hey guys, my name is Carlos. Most of y'all know me as Cargo. I'm the host for the Go For Two podcast, where I break down the offseason to see how teams got better or worse through free agency in the draft. I create team reports and, of course, do a lot of mock drafts. And during the regular season, I hit you with all the fantasy football information and cover all the big headlines. And, of course, got to cover the playoffs, where I break down matchup and predict winners. Not all the time, of course. But welcome to season four. Let's go for it. Alrighty, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Go For Two podcast. Um, so just a quick heads up before we get started in today's episode. Um, this is going to be my week two recap. I know it's a little bit late, but I was actually helping out some friends for another podcast. The podcast is actually to the max. I've been on it before. Um, it's an awesome little project collaboration with Drew and Bob. Uh, and I'm just gracious enough to be a part of their podcast. And we talked about some of the games that we're going to talk about right now. But definitely go ahead and check out their podcast. I'm going to put the link in the description for this episode. So go ahead and go show them some love. So real quick, let's go ahead and just jump into it. Week two matchup started on Thursday with the Vikings and the Eagles. You know, I picked the Eagles to win this one. The Eagles pretty much dominated from beginning to end, you know, Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith, from their time at Alabama, they have a special connection. And I think Devontae Smith is really starting to take that next step um, into becoming one of those elite wide receivers. Let's not forget that he was the 11th pick in the draft. And uh, A.J. Brown kind of had a quiet game until the end where he had the little uh, blow up on the sideline, you know. It's probably difficult for him at this point. He maybe sees what's coming for him, him being the second wide receiver. But these are both two extremely talented wide receivers, and I believe that they'll get back on track together. Uh, DeAndre Swift was probably the storyline of, of Thursday night. He hits a monster game. The question is, is will it continue? Um, I'm not sure. Kenneth Gainwell is going to be coming back from injury reserve. I think this is going to be DeAndre Swift job moving forward the interior of the defensive line for the eagles look uh dominant against the the vikings offensive line especially in the interior i think that's the reason why alexander madison uh, struggled so much and kirk cousins did as well as he could you know he even took the blame for the loss when it really wasn't his fault when he throw what was it, four touchdowns and zero interceptions and you still lose the game? Like, it, it, it really came down to that defense not being able to stop anybody. Um, and Justin Jefferson and Jordan Addison maybe are got to be in the conversation for the best duo as a wide receiver pair in the NFL. You know, they're both extremely young, super talented, so it's going to be fun to watch them moving forward. And uh, big news coming out of Los Angeles. Cam Akers is now officially a Minnesota Viking. Um, absolutely love the trade. I think it's a perfect deal for both sides. Kevin O'Connell, the head coach for the Minnesota Vikings, was the offensive coordinator for the Los Angeles Rams when they had Cam Akers as a rookie in his first couple of years. So for them to be reunited, I think it's a perfect fit because the Vikings do have a little bit of a hole at running back. With Dalvin Cook leaving, you know, I think we all kind of assumed Alex Madison was going to be the bell cow running back. And he's once again just struggled uh, to be an efficient runner. And he, more importantly, he's been struggling to hold on to the ball. 
I thought Ty Chandler was going to be a bigger factor in this offense, but that's not the case. And I think Cam Akers could be a um, RB1 moving forward into the season. I could see Alexander Madison maybe getting some carries, but ultimately this has got to be Cam Akers' uh, RB1 role right here. Uh, Going into Sunday, we had the Packers going against the Falcons. Um, I was wrong. I took the Packers on this one, but... Um, what a great game this was. You know, a lot of trick plays. Uh, it come from a highway for the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Smith, what I love is that he's being aggressive. He had a couple of scenarios where he went for it on fourth down. And, you know, I guess all analytics, he's, you know, just a football guy and he just went for it. So I uh, love that. And the star of the show was definitely Bijan Robinson. Uh, watching him run the ball. It was like a slow motion scene out of a movie. I've watched it so many times from so many different angles. He is everything that you thought he would be and more right now. And as far as the fantasy football, I know Drake London became a little bit relevant. But once again, Arthur Smith, as we know, just hates fantasy. He's just a football guy. He doesn't care. So um, as far as fantasy implications, you know, fire me up some Bijan Robinson um, even Tyler Algier had an, uh, a bunch of carries, but as far as the passing game, it's going to be very uh, inconsistent. I want, I can't wait for them to, to really just open it up and start throwing it down the field. The Packers, uh, although we're kind of making fun of the Jordan Love botch snap fumble, whatever it was, um, he's looked pretty good, especially with missing one of his top targets in Christian Watson and AJ uh, Aaron Jones. I'm sorry. Um, still looked really good, especially in a close game. I, I think Jordan Love is, is going to be the real deal here for them. Uh, Raiders and Bills, uh, you know, wasn't really a close one to be, begin with. I had taken the Bills. Good bounce back game from Josh Allen. I think the biggest headline was really um, uh, James Cook. He looked really good in this offense. Very comfortable. Obviously didn't get the goal line carries, but... That's just not a part of his game, so it's not something I'm really worried about. He will get touchdowns. As far as the Raiders, I mean, um, Jimmy G and Devontae Adams still got it. They still looked really good. Uh, Unfortunately, the defense does not look really good. Uh, There's a big issue going on with Chandler Jones. Uh, So we're going to have to just kind of wait and see. And I know a lot of people are worried about Josh Jacobs. I think he'll be fine uh, moving forward. The only thing I would be afraid afraid of is if the Raiders start to lose a bunch of games you know do they decide to move some of these guys if they fired Josh McDaniels I think if Josh McDaniels is not successful this year he will get the boot and then we had the Ravens and the Bengals um, I was wrong about this one the Ravens ended up winning I was taking the Bengals just to bounce back but you know there's just something wrong in Cincy it's uh, I know that Joe Burrow's got a little bit of a calf injury Is it the calf injury or is it the offensive line for the Bengals, you know, not being able to protect them or him not feeling comfortable? Um, Obviously, a lot of people have talked about the play calling. It's looked very vanilla, like swing passes, screens, and stuff like that. And is it just because of the offensive line? Is it because of Joe Burrow? It's the question for me. Um, They just need to start being more explosive down the field. Um, I think – if the Bengals lose this next game, they could be in some serious trouble. This AFC North is pretty tough. Um, 
And as far as the Baltimore Ravens, I, I think they are a good team, not a great team, but they're right now in the driver's seat in the AFC North. Um, and I think Zay Flowers is an absolute star in the making. I want him in fantasy. I'm I'm going to be aggressive in trying to get him uh, in a bunch of leagues this week. So um, fire me up some Zay Flowers here. Next, we have the Seahawks and the Detroit Lions. I ended up taking the Lions, but the Seahawks came out with a win in overtime. Uh, the defense still seems to struggle, but Geno kind of got it back going, especially in this offense when they were missing two offensive linemen. And, you know, DK Metcalf did get hurt at some point in the game. And as well as the Lions on offense, they're, they got some injuries that they're going to have to deal with right now with David Montgomery, as well as Amarad St. Brown has a turf toe. I think he'll be fine. But it's going to be interesting to see if we see Gibbs explode this coming week, or is it going to be just another 50-50 split with Craig Reynolds? Uh, Lions defense and secondary is still going to be a struggle. Um, these are both teams that I highlighted a lot in my team report about what they did in the draft because both of these teams had an opportunity at one point to get Jalen Carter, an absolute game changer right now, but they opted to either trade back in the draft or go in a different direction. And I'm, I'm starting to question is maybe they were overthinking this situation here in the draft. But it's still early. It's week two. Kind of just have to wait to see what happens. And then we have the battle of the rookie quarterbacks, the Young Bucks, with the Colts going against the Houston Texans. Um, I took the Colts in this one um, primarily because I thought CJ Shaw would struggle. But, you know, he's looked really good. I mean, he has the third most pass attempts in the NFL, which is good. Um, and he, had, he didn't throw an interception against the Colts. He threw two touchdowns. Uh, Nico Collins is really stepping into that wide receiver one uh, role. I know that's a a guy we highlighted in the team report as well. But uh, Tank Dell, I didn't think it was going to be this soon, but I think he's going to be a really good player to have in fantasy uh, moving forward. He's a human joystick. Essentially, I think the Texans are right now they're, they're struggling to get a win, so they're playing from behind. And uh, Damian Pierce, I think once this offensive line gets a little bit healthy, I think he'll be a lot better. But he he's a guy that you could possibly buy low on and, and hope that he produces later on in the season. And then the Indianapolis Colts, um, uh, Anthony Richardson uh, got the win, got two rushing touchdowns, but he did get a concussion. Hopefully he can return uh, the Colts, you know, with Gardner Minshew. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll we'll see how that goes. Then we had the Chiefs and the Jaguars. Um, I had the Chiefs winning this game. I thought it was going to be a huge bounce-back game for the Chiefs, and it really was. Uh, I don't see the Chiefs, you know, with Patrick Mahomes going uh, 0 for 2 uh, in back-to-back weeks. So having Travis Kelsey and Chris Jones was a big deal. Um, Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence kind of struggled, but I think they'll get back on track here next week. We had the Bears and the Buccaneers. I was right about this one. Um, I'm telling you, Baker looks good with, you know, uh, Rasheed White, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. They look like they're going to be the team that, you know, maybe nobody wants to go against. You know, Baker's playing like he has nothing to lose. I know everybody keeps making fun of him, calling him the Johnny Football 2.0. But, um, you know, shout out to Baker. Um, defense looks pretty solid. And it, the biggest question mark right now is for the Bears. I mean, there's so much stuff going on that's just not right. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm starting to think maybe Chicago kind of regrets, you know, maybe not taking C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson right now because Justin Fields is struggling to see the ball. Um, you know, there's a lot of comments about him coming out saying he looks robotic. Um, he doesn't look comfortable. He's calling out play calling. He's calling out some of the wide receivers. Um, I really don't like what's going on with Chicago. They had so much hope, but I think I'm out on Chicago and Justin Fields. Um, he struggled in fantasy, but I think he's just going to start running the ball a little bit more. So I'm hoping um, that'll give him some juice. Uh, DJ Moore might be somebody you want to uh, start trying to maybe move on from. But Roshan Johnson's going to take the lead role. Um, you know, this is a guy that I highlighted in the team report as well. Uh, I just didn't think it was going to be this soon. You know, kind of like uh, I said it last week, he was going to be the Damian Pierce. Uh, when I said it in my team report, I thought it was going to be later on in the season. But I think it's going to be uh, Roshan Johnson moving forward, so I'm happy about that. Uh, the Chargers and the Titans, man, what a uh, very interesting game here. Uh, the Titans essentially, you know, won this game. They were not the better team, but they did come from behind with some big plays from Traylon Burks. Uh, Derrick Henry didn't even have over 100 yards rushing in this game. Uh, this Chargers defense needs to get it together. They cannot stop a nosebleed. Brandon Staley, I don't know if they're dealing with the playoff hangover from the Jaguars or what, but, you know, he definitely came out in that, uh, you know, press conference. A little bit defensive, I think. You know, he was, you know, saying all the right things, but I, I – I don't know what's going on. It's somebody had said to me that the Chargers are essentially the um, L.A. Clippers of the NFL. You know, they have a lot of money. They're in L.A., but they're, they're still the second best team to the Los Angeles Rams. Um, um, hopefully, you know, they they got a big, tough road game against the Vikings, and they're 0-2, so big make or break for them. Next, we have the New York Giants and the Arizona Cardinals. The Cardinals were dominating this game all the way until um, essentially at the time, I think Saquon got hurt and, and Daniel Jones overcame a 21-point deficit to win the game. You know, and now they have a uh, – they are an East Coast team traveling to the West Coast on Thursday night. That's going to be a tough matchup. We'll talk about that one here in a little bit, but – I don't think the Giants should be that excited about a 21-point deficit against the Arizona Cardinals. I think we all know who the Arizona Cardinals are, and they're not a good football team. So, you know, yeah, Danny, Danny Dimes, give yourself a pat on the shoulder, uh, but that's about to change this coming week. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is, is Saquon Barkley right now, he's going to have a high ankle sprain. He's going to be out for essentially a couple of weeks here. My thing is, is, does Saquon even come back to the Giants? Does he even play in a Giants uniform this year? You know, there's a lot of, obviously, the contract uh, negotiations. They basically just gave him a million dollars, and now he gets hurt, you know, and I feel like he's going to be like, well, I'm still the same guy, you know what I mean? And I want to go somewhere where I'm going to get paid or I want to have a chance to win at least. Um, those are the things I'm thinking about. It, it's very real that he comes back to play just to show people he's healthy. But I think uh, Saquon's days in New York are absolutely numbered. Uh, Jalen Hyatt is a guy you probably want to stash on your fantasy team. And Michael Wilson as well. Zach Ertz, too, is he's, uh, 
a, a really good tight end. He's just on a, uh, a really bad team. I think you snag him and hope that somebody trades for him. Maybe like a team like, I don't know, somebody that just needs another threat at the tight end position. You can possibly even look at the Cincinnati Bengals if they start to get hot or, or, or something like that. Next, we had the 49ers and the Rams. Uh, this game was a lot closer than it probably should have been. I think the second half, the 49ers just kicked it back up. Hopefully, Brandon Ayuk is healthy. Debo had a really nice game along with Kittle and, of course, CMC. Um, once again, I really like what the Rams are doing. Matthew Stafford is one of those special quarterbacks that makes people around him better. We've seen him do it in Detroit for years, and now he's doing it with Puka, Tutu Atwell, and on Williams. on Williams... You know, I in fantasy, I wish I would have gotten him, but I was so h- hooked on, you know, Kenneth Gainwell and guys like that. But, you know, you win some, you lose some. He's going to be the RB1 moving forward. Um, I don't see them bringing in anybody. Um, this guy's playing like he's got nothing to lose. But, you know, shout out to the Rams. They're looking really good. And let's see. Yeah. Yeah, good for Sean McVay. The only thing um, that I want to touch on, too, is that little field goal at the end uh, just to cover the spread for the uh, uh, for the books in Vegas. You know, there was absolutely no need to kick that field goal, and it just looks really obvious, and it's kind of annoying, but whatever. Next, we have the Jets and the Cowboys. You know, I had this one uh, for sure uh, with the Cowboys. You know, the Cowboys look a lot better on offense this time around. But the defense, you know, you can't really do a lot of evaluations because the first two teams they played against was the Giants and the Jets. So um, Cowboys own New York for sure. But uh, Michael Parsons, the way he plays is just so fun to watch. It's He, he just head and shoulders better than everybody else on the football field, and it's not even close. We had the Commanders and the Broncos. I had I was wrong about this one. Uh, this was a really close game towards the end. We all know that Russell Wilson's had some Hail Mary magic before in the past. And then he threw like a 75-yard bomb for a touchdown at the end of the game. Uh, but in true Russell Wilson fashion right now, um, he still ended up losing this game because he came up short on a two-point conversion. Um, Broncos still look like a mess, but I think, you know, they could be a team that makes a late push. Uh, the Commanders uh, – you know, they're the commanders right now. But Brian Robinson is pretty much the lead back. Antonio Gibson is pretty much a non-factor in that backfield. So uh, good for Brian Robinson. We have the Dolphins and the Patriots on Sunday Night Football. It was a close game. I was wrong about this one. Uh, the Dolphins ended up winning. I, I really feel like the Dolphins are making me a believer here in this offense with Tua, with Mike McDaniels. They just look like they're having a lot of fun. And it wasn't even Tyreek and Jalen Waddle that took over this game. It was Raheem Mostert. So um, kudos to them. I thought this was a team that would struggle on defense. And um, they're doing just enough to not lose games, which is good. And then for the Patriots, uh, of, of the 0-2 teams, I think they're the best 0-2 team right now. I think they've just had some tough matchups to begin this to year with. But I really want to highlight that play from the special teams guy. I don't remember his name, but he's the one that blocked the kick. You know, 
that is just a staple of the Bill Belichick New England Patriots way. It couldn't have been a more New England play ever. Him blo- him running down the sideline, timing it up perfectly, and then just blocking the kick. Uh, you know, let's bring back special teams. Uh, but in the AFC East, you know, the Dolphins might be the favorite here. And then on Monday night, there was a doubleheader, and the doubleheader – I mean, I'm all about getting all the football we can. And, I mean, if you have NFL Red Zone, it's it's cool or whatever. But I think Monday nights is cool when you can just watch one game, regardless of whether your team is playing or not. Um, it just makes it, I think, easier to watch because, you know, when you got to be flipping back and forth if you don't have NFL Red Zone. You know, first world problems, I know I get it. But, anyways, into this game, I you know, I took the Saints – uh, they they took care of business in Carolina. Bryce Young, um, once again struggling to find himself, but you know, not playing bad is the important thing here for them. And then the Browns and the Steelers, what an insane game! Uh, just got really sloppy at a couple points in the game. And the Steelers, I thought this was going to be the team that was going to surprise a lot of people, but Kenny Pickett, um, hasn't made that jump that I thought he would. And I don't know if maybe it's the offensive line. Once again, there's still some struggles. Najee Harris has struggled to get the ball going. Um, His time in Pittsburgh could be numbered. Jalen Warren is slowly taking a lot of carries from him. I know I have Najee Harris in a couple of leagues. So we'll see how that pans out. I think they have a good matchup against the Raiders this week. It could be a nice little bounce back game for them. Uh, The Steelers defense... Still some struggles, but very opportunistic, uh, very aggressive. So uh, they'll they'll be still a work in progress. But the Browns, you know, the big news is obviously losing Nick Chubb. Um, That's a tough one. That was a gruesome injury. I knew once they went to commercial break after that injury, I knew something was wrong. You know, and hopefully Nick Chubb can get back healthy next year. The Cleveland Browns have brought in Kareem Hunt to go along with Jerome Ford, who Jerome Ford – um, looked really good in the game. You know, he was the I think the top waiver wire ad of the week. I know I got him in a couple of leagues, so um, I think he's gonna be fine moving forward. Uh, the defense looked really good as well. The question is for the Cleveland Browns: Is can Deshaun Watson, the guy who's getting paid the most money on this team, can he lead them to the playoffs? There's there's really no more excuse for for Deshaun. Like last year, okay, he didn't play half the games in the NFL season. But this year you have a defense. You have the offensive line. Of course you don't have Nick Chubb, but that's why they pay you all the money is because you got to now carry this team. Can you carry this team to the playoffs? This AFC North right now is pretty much a, a, a two-man race with you and the Ravens. And I think – the Cleveland Browns are more talented on paper than the Baltimore Ravens. But the Baltimore Ravens are the Baltimore Ravens, and the Cleveland Browns are still the Cleveland Browns. So, I when you can pay that much money, you will get all the scrutiny that comes with it. Uh, and this is just what you signed up for at the end of the day. Like, people gotta win these games you gotta win these games you gotta be the reason why you can't just lean on a good running game you still have a good running game so there's just no no excuse for Deshaun moving forward and we'll see if he can get it done 
A lot of people have asked me if I think he can get it done. And uh, I think here right now in the AFC North, I think they still have a chance to get to the playoffs. I don't think they'll win the division. Uh, but we'll just have to wait and see. So last week I went 7-16. and 16. This week I went 9-16. and 16. So we're making an improvement. We're trying to understand the teams a little bit better. Uh, so today is Thursday. So tonight there is a game. I think we all know who's going to win this game. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see by how much. And the San Francisco 49ers are taking on the New York Jets. The New York Jets on a short week have to travel from the East Coast to the West Coast without Saquon Barkley, their best player. Uh, I'm taking the 49ers without a doubt. Now, do I think they're a 10-point favorite? Absolutely. Uh, They should be a 14-point favorite, but I'm definitely going to be taking the over here with the 49ers. And, yeah, we'll see who steps up for the New York Giants. Is it going to be Matt Breida? Is it going to be Kerry Brightwell? The guy I think is going to step up, maybe not this week because it's a short week, Um, Eric Gray, the six-round pick out of Oklahoma. Oklahoma has such a rich history of producing uh, really good running backs in the NFL who not only can run the ball but catch the ball out of the backfield. Um, He's a guy that I think will be the starter probably maybe in a couple weeks. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Jalen Hyatt, fire me up. Darren Waller, uh, time to play big, big dog. So they're going to need you. But that's pretty much all I have. I'll have another episode coming out with the week three predictions. Um, maybe here today or tomorrow. So just be on the lookout for that. Once again, if you haven't checked out the To The Max podcast, um, I was a special guest on for them yesterday. Um, really cool guys. They have a really awesome setup, a project. Um, you know, my... I have aspirations of having something like that one day. So um, definitely go check them out. Link will be in the episode. Um, Just want to say thank you guys for listening. Make sure you guys follow me on social media. And always just remember, go for two.